So this, this, this was my, my vision for, for today. Are you guys ready for my vision for today? That, that we would slow our lives down enough to catch up to God. <laughs> what does that mean? That we would slow ourselves down to the pace of prayer. Because we're living too fast to understand all that God has for us. How do I know this? Because I live <laughs> the fast life. Um, and so as I was, as I was uh, reading through uh, this Gospel of Luke this morning, I came to this passage and, and, and I was like, there's too much here, Lord. And I don't have three weeks to talk about the three themes that are in these five verses. But I'm going to read them to you. This is what it says. It says, one of those days. <laughs> I, I, I like the way that they, they translate that. One of those days. Uh, it came to pass is how it's translated in other places. Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he designated apostles. And then he names them Simon. It's very purposeful. Whom he named Peter. His brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. What a team. What a team. <laughs> so this is where I was stuck. I wanted to, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about th these three themes, but I have to land on one because I... I don't have five hours to talk about them. But the first thing that struck me was, once again, Luke highlights that the key to Jesus' life and ministry was prayer. And we talk about prayer, and then we pray a little bit. But when I, when I see Jesus here, it, he, he's like, I'm going to pray, but I'm going to pray all night. Now, he didn't probably go to pray all night. I've been to some prayer meetings. I've been to an all-night prayer meeting. I, I remember when I was a young disciple, I used to do all kinds of crazy stuff. I went to San Francisco. Uh, I'm trying to think of the group, but we were going to do an all-night prayer meeting. I was with my friend uh, Paul, who always got me into trouble because he always wanted to pray. Paul and I, we, we would wake up in the, every morning at 4 a.m. to pray. And then around 6 a.m., I would wake up, and Paul would still be praying. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really kidding. I'm like, all right, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Back to bed, and then Paul would be praying. Anyway, so he's like, we've, we've got to go up to, uh, I don't know, for, was it Salvation Army, Victory Outreach, some, some place up there for the all-night prayer meeting. And on the wall was a gigantic poster of Garfield. Remember Garfield? 
The cat? Okay. And on it it says, and it's him eating a donut or something, it says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This was before me on an all-night prayer meeting. So every time I woke up, <laughs> you know, I was good to about midnight, you know, I was younger then. And every time, and it's like, oh, Jesus, we're in this all-night prayer meeting. We're doing this all night. We're, we are in this. And then I'd fall asleep, and I'd look up, and it's like, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so Gar- Garfield tormented me the entire, the entire night. I was so glad when somebody finally came and said, the night is over. The prayer meeting is over. Now, that's kind of humorous. Jesus wasn't like that. And one of the reasons we're taking a slow walk through Luke is I want to see who Jesus really is, because he's not like, he's not like me, right? He is totally other. And he wasn't there, like I was there to pray, but he was there to be with his father. And there's a difference, because he always made the relationship with his father the most important thing. And he, we've already covered it a couple times as, we, as, as Jesus is highlighted in, in the book of Luke. It says that he, you know, early in the morning he went out to pray. Or why, you know, it, it keeps saying this over and over. And every time I read it, it's easy to gloss over and say, oh, yeah, Jesus went to pray. Good on you. Way to go. Instead of saying, is this a hint to instruct me? about who I'm supposed to be? Because I, I just get the sense that God is calling us, and I've, I've said this before, but it still hasn't hit me yet. That's why I keep repeating it to myself. It sounds like I'm talking to you guys, but I'm really not talking to you. I'm talking to me. That there will come a day, and hopefully it's today, where... I'll get this sense of wanting to be with God so much to find out what he wants completely from my life. Because Jesus, I didn't realize Luke talks about prayer like 32 times, or he talks about prayer. And we get like an expanded version in John, he talks about 34 times about Jesus. Not Jesus praying, but just prayer in general. But very often with Jesus. And realizing that the key to his life was being in front of the Father. And it wasn't something he went to do. It says this, that he went to pray. But it was something that he was about all the time. Now, I was thinking about this this morning as we were singing that second song, just the mention of his name. And it reminded me of a, of a book that I read some years ago. It was a story of a missionary. Uh, his name is Frank Laumbach. I don't know if, has anybody heard of Frank Laumbach? Anybody heard of him? Uh, he was a missionary to India. And he was having a very difficult time because Indian people, that they, the gospel doesn't work that much. And he's like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I am going to try to get in front of God one second out of every minute. I'm just going to be with God. 
because that's what Jesus did. He didn't try to go minister to the Hindus. He didn't try to go create a thing. He went before God, and he, and he, he stayed there. Um, he has a very interesting story um, that he started remembering Jesus throughout every moment of every day, you know, and, and so he, but it was a practice, and, and uh, I've tried it. I, I'm good, it, not a second, every minute. I'm good about 10 times a day. I, I find myself, when, I, when I'm distracted or moving or going through a transition, I just say, Jesus, and it brings me back to him. It's good practice. How many lose track of Jesus? <laughs> you know, it's like, where, where'd he go? Where was he? <laughs> and just the mention of his name, when you start practicing Jesus, all of a sudden something happens where you're like, oh, that's right. I can pause for a moment and I can actually get some perspective on where I'm at right this minute. Um, I just think that there, you know, we have quiet times and times like are designated for devotion, but they don't last, do they? You can have a, a nice quiet time in the morning and then forget about Jesus all day until the next day. Um, anyway, you, you can, you, if you're a Scrib or, or subscriber or Amazon Prime, I, I'm sure you can get a free copy. He, the, the book is very small. He has a couple of them. Um, but it's, it's worth reading so that you can see his, his method. Okay. I didn't, I, I didn't mean to say that except that while we were singing, I was, I was thinking, that's right. Jesus. He's here, not just in church. Okay. So let me, let me uh, talk for just a second about, about this. So we didn't know when we came across this that Jesus was about to make a big decision. He had a bunch of people following him already. But he had to bring it down to just 12 people. Uh, part, part, there's a, a bunch of theology potentially around that. Um, but God had asked, asked him to choose 12 people. Um, if you were going to choose 12 people that were going to be in your team, that were going to carry your ministry that you knew you were going to die in a couple of years, you'd want to take a little bit of time about that. Right? And, and I'm sure he had been praying about it all the time, but I, I was thinking, and we're, the, the, my second kind of theme here is making important decisions, but we can tie them together. When we're in the face of making important decisions, do we stop and say, I want to make sure that I've gone before the Father and I'm really listening? Because when we're making decisions, there's always something really good <laughs> and there's always something like, you know, really bad because our emotions involved, right? Well, we'll talk about this in just a minute. But I'm sure that Jesus, he was just like us in his humanity, except he was sinless, which means he had to really figure stuff out the same way we have to figure stuff out. And the way he figured it out is he didn't write a pros and cons list. He went up to the mountain and he prayed all night. I was thinking about this. 
And I was thinking, how many times have I made very huge, large decisions <laughs> with a wing and a prayer? <laughs> it's like, hey, all right, God. And how many times now that I'm looking back, and I, this is what I, I was doing all week, saying, oh, Lord, I've made so many decisions with so little prayer that ultimately have carried into my future. I've also made some good ones. <laughs> married them. Great wife. That was good. Good deal. But that was just God's grace. That wasn't me. But like, whoa, I'm brilliant. I've heard from God. It was just, whoo, thank you, Jesus. I didn't make a mistake on that one, like all the other mistakes I've made. Uh, okay, so the, now, now here's my plea to all of us, including myself. The next time I make a big decision, I want to slow down. I want to take some time, not just to ruminate it, because that's what we do, right? We have a decision, and we're, we, we, we put it in our brain, and then we just let it rock and roll. Am I talking to you guys? Is that how you do it? Or do you, are you like Jesus here? <laughs> He's like, oh, whole night on the oh, Thank you, Father, for bring, giving me great direction. It's like, I'm going that way. I, you know, I just let it ruminate for a while, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm going that way. And then I baptize it with God. Stamp Jesus on that folder. Okay. Everybody okay? All right. So, so here, here's my, my plea. Next time you have a big decision, just pause. Maybe take a little bit more time. Designate an hour. And say, Lord, I want to lay this before you. I want you to speak to me. I want to put my preconceived ideas about it because you want to lead my life because I'm yours. All right, number two. That was a big theme. I don't want us to lose it. But second theme is uh, making important decisions. But I'm going to save that for last because I want to, uh, I want to go to this third theme. The choosing of the 12. We just read, you are a chosen people. And there's, there's a lot in the Bible about us being chosen. Did you know that? And we forget, and I just want to get this into your heart, you individually have been loved by God. Well, Rodney said it first, first thing. He said, I don't know. God, he chose me. And, I, and sometimes we feel a bit orphaned in our life. You know, we're like, I'm out here, even as a Christian, I'm like, I know Jesus loves me, but I forgot that he chose me. From in, in, in some place, I, I have it in my notes, uh, it says, before the creation of the world, before the foundation of the world, he said, I want to place the object of my love on you. It's crazy. It's beautiful. But it's something that we need to get a hold of when we look at our own humanity. Right? Now think about Jesus on this day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you there. Okay? Comes down the mountain, been up all night. The, the disciples have no idea. There's now a big crowd of disciples. We don't know how many. And he starts calling them out. Peter, 
I choose you. Huh? No interview. No. I know. No interview. He just, he just chose. Easy. <laughs> of course, he was probably, you know, all night. The reason it took all night instead of 10 minutes was he, he had like the bullpen, you know. He's like, okay, well, I got Peter here. I, yeah, out. <laughs> you know, it's like checking him off. <laughs> we don't know how it all went out. I wish I was there on that, uh, that crazy night. But he looked him right in the eye and said, Peter, you're with me. And I don't think he knew what that meant, obviously. And then he went down, all the way down to the last guy, Judas Iscariot. Judas, come here. That's just crazy. And he knew, he knew this guy is going to hurt me, but I'm still choosing him. I don't get it. I don't have to get it. I had a this sidelight, but I have a couple minutes. I had a professor uh, who wrote up how awesome Judas Iscariot really was. It says that he became a traitor, but it doesn't say you know, there, it says right here, he became a traitor. <laughs> but he, he wrote up this long article, and I remember reading it a few times, talking about all the good things that were in Judas that just went astray. And really, for most of us, <laughs> oh, there's very few of the disciples we really want to identify with, but the last guy we want to identify with is Judas. And yet, <laughs> if you meditate upon the life of Judas, you go, hold on a second, this is starting to sound a lot like me. <laughs> when, have, when have I denied Jesus? When have I, uh, uh, anyway, when have I turned from him? Anyway, that's not the, the heart of this, but it's a big theme I want you guys to get a hold of this morning. How chosen you are, not because you know, of your great potential, because he, his potential failed, but just because God wants to love you. All right, now we're on to the, the centerpiece of this. How did Jesus make important decisions? And like I said, I was, I was thinking about uh, mostly my bad decisions and how little time I had spent with God before making them. And um, I was thinking, how, how would Jesus instruct me to make my next good decisions? And so that's what we're going to talk about for a couple minutes, all right? You ready? So this is how I figured he would do it. Jesus went out to pray. Jesus taught the disciples to pray. This is how we should pray. And it took me back. I, I, I went back to the disciples' prayer, the Lord's Prayer. And I said, when I have a big decision to make, I should probably go through the Lord's Prayer again. So let's do that for just a moment, okay? Do you have any big decisions that you're making right now? Anybody? Okay. 
First thing he does is he gets in front of the Father. So we have to do that. You have this decision. It's like, Father, I want my life to be a relationship with you. And I want my decisions to be a relationship with you. I don't want it to, because at the end of the day, we're, you know, no matter where we end up when, when we stand before the Lord, He's not going to ask us, how'd you do you know, with that investment or how'd you do with that thing? He's going to say, did you stop to listen for the direction I was giving to you? Because your dad wants you to succeed in everything, right? So we come to dad, our father, dad, what do you got for me? In heaven, and that's just a, you know, if he's in the heavens and we're on earth, there's a point of submission here, isn't there? How many have made a, a decision without submitting to God? <laughs> and submission and surrender is kind of the, the prerequisite to getting the right decision. Is by saying, Lord, I have open hands and an open heart. No matter what you say, I want to go your way. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's so many times I've pushed through, Lord, but you know this will be way better than whatever you're thinking. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so we're going through your, your decision. You're saying, Lord, I want to be in a relationship with you. You have the answer to me, for me. I want to submit to you that no matter what you say or how you direct me, I will follow your way. I have to go down it. Then it says, your kingdom come and your will be done. As Christians, we are living unto God now. It looks really weird because we're living in this world and we're playing the world's game. Right? Everybody playing the world's game? They've dealt the cards out. We're like, I'm trying, I'm trying to win this game. And he's like, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything will be added to you. And we get into the world and we're like, I better do it this way because this is how it works in the world. And he says, no, 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 that's not how it works. You pray, thy kingdom come, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything will be added to you. So when we're making this decision, we're saying, Lord, I want this to be a kingdom decision. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about your guy's life. But at the end of the day, all that we have is the Lord, is the Lord's. Right? All right. Thy kingdom come, 
Your will be done. That's the biggest challenge, isn't it? Because we don't really know what His will is. And His will is always first be in relationship with me. Right? He's like, I know you have this decision, but just come to me. Just come to me. I will be with you and I will lead you. Okay? Your your will be done. Okay, where was I? Just wanted to pause for a minute. I'm sorry I'm 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 being slow today. But but remember I wanted to slow down to the pace of prayer. Because some of you actually have decisions that you're making. You're like, this could really help me if I get this. <laughs> if we only knew how much the Father wanted to lead us and how he wanted to guide us and how he wants to do great things in our life for his purposes. So we get to this will part and then we say, Lord, not my will but yours be done. Except that there's another way to do it. Have we heard this before? Yet not my will, but yours be done. Can you take this cup from me? Yet not my will, but yours be done. A lot of times, the big decisions of our life are also painful. And Jesus taught us, and he must have taught us here too because of the people he chose, that I'm willing to be open-handed with what you want for my life, no matter what it is. All right. So thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he says, I want to teach you, give us this day our daily bread. It's the simplest thing, isn't it? The daily bread. It's like, why didn't he say, give us this day something bigger? (laughs) He's not asking for something bigger. He's saying, "I, I provide the little things so that you know I will provide the big things. And I, I, he, he tries to make it simple for us. That if you'll trust me for a piece of bread, you can trust me for every other part of your life because I'm sustaining you. <clears throat> okay. One more. When we're thinking about making bigger decisions... He wants us in relationship. He wants us listening. He wants us understanding that we have open hands and we're submitted. But then he he wants us, once we make the decision, to trust him. Now, here's a funny thing. This is my observation. 
is that sometimes God doesn't give you a list of 12 people. <laughs> sometimes you go, Lord, I'm picking my team. And he gives you a blank sheet. Because he's teaching us to live by faith. We go through the steps as if to get something from God. But what we get is God. We get the relationship. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, but, 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 but I, wanted, I wanted the answer. And he says, and I want you to live by faith. And faith is not an answer. Now you choose. Can I now pray? Are we slowed down to the point of prayer? All right. Okay. Father, we really want you. You've given us already everything we need in our life. And yet you want to lead us in relationship. Every step we take, we live by faith. That's what Paul says. This life is no longer mine, but the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And Lord, I pray that as we're looking at the larger decisions of our life, that we would first stop, make that connection with you, listen. And right now we want to do that, Lord. We, we just put before you the decisions that we're making in our life. We want them to be kingdom decisions things that will change the world for Christ, not just for us. And Lord, right now, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would fill us with your wisdom. Lord, that maybe you'd speak to us and say, talk with a friend about this. Get their perspective, because they hear from God too. And Lord, that we have open hearts and open hands for what you want to speak to us. And then that we'd step out in faith, knowing that you're going to catch us, even if we make bad decisions. And we know that because we've made plenty of bad decisions. And here you are, holding us again. So Lord, we commit ourselves to you. We go back through have your way with our lives. In Jesus' name.
Amen. All right, three big themes. <laughs> Are we still broadcasting? Hi, hi, friends. Love you. I wish you could talk because you can feed back to me too, but uh, just shoot me an email. And uh, God bless you. Have a great day. And for the rest of us, um, what an exciting time. <laughs>